Tonight, I just want to share a little bit and ask you this question. Do you know the source? You know, we live in a time where we need to understand and know the source. Not just, and this is, when, it's, when I say, do you know the source, it's not this idea that says, do you, can you answer the question correctly? Because I think if I said, who's the source? We would all say Jesus or God or, you know, I mean, we'd all, we'd all answer correctly. That's great. But do you know him? See, but do you, do you know him? That's the, that's the, and it's not like I've invited him into my heart to be my Lord and Savior. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, but, but how intimate are you with him? How close are you with him? Because the more you understand and know and have a relationship with the source, the less the stress of this world and the cares of this world and all of those things seem to matter. You begin to fall in line with his word and things begin to go the right direction. They may not be happening on the left and the right exactly the way that you thought they would or that you saw them happening, but, but they're starting to, you're different. That you may be in the midst of a storm and he didn't calm it, but he's calmed you. And somehow in the midst of this thing, people are running around with their heads cut off and they're screaming and yelling and everything's going sideways and the sky's falling, but you're walking through this thing saying, it's okay. Hey, the government shut down. It might be the best thing that's ever happened to us. You know, I mean, just, I I don't know. Uh, Financially, there might be some problems with some people. But hey, I know who my source is. And if that shuts them down and keeps them out of more of my business, I don't know if that's so bad. I mean, you know, who's your source? God is. Do you know him? You know, our existence really in this earth depends on our ability to tap into that source. You know, how do we live by faith? That we, you know, I'm going to talk about faith here in the upcoming weeks, I think, a little bit. You know, we just got off the crazy train, so we may head toward that thing for, for faith for a little while and living by faith and walking by faith. But we have to know how to tap in to the power source. We understand this with just about everything in our lives except ourselves. We understand it. Well, for most of us, we understand it because our cell phones die. Our cell phones die, and we feel that is it. Our life is over. I mean, it's, we might as well not even exist anymore. I've only got 1%. i got to go. Bye. I've got I to save it in case I need it later. You know, and, but that, that, like, that really freaks us out. Like, my phone might die. It might go out. But we know that we've got to get it charged. We've got to get it plugged. I, I've been in the airport a little bit lately over the last few months and doing some things. And, and uh, it's hilarious to watch people in the airport because they, they're all hovered around like three outlets. And, and see, airports weren't, if you, got, if you go to an older airport, they weren't built for all of us with our modern devices. And so they have, they have you know, just a few outlets. And so there's everybody standing there. And they're all taking turns, like plugging it in, and you take five minutes, and I take five minutes. And everybody's doing this. They're all, they're all taking turns. When I get there, the first thing I do is I go find me one that's real quiet, away from everybody. I plug in all my gadgets, my iPad, my laptop, my phone. Everything's charged up. That way I don't have to be worried about running out. Oh, what if we ran out? What if we didn't? We used to not even have cell phones, right? I mean, we used to, you know, there was just a period of time where you were unreachable. So, but we, but we, that freaks us out. The, th- the thought that says that we would be away from a power source and not be able to plug our phone in, like, that makes us nervous. You know, if our car runs out of gas, oh. Now, see, I've got a car. I've got one of these these trailblazers and it's it the the gas gauge doesn't work so it's always on empty it's always on yellow and so in the back of my head i'm always hoping that the next 10 miles are going to be all right so i'm living on this this thing that says man i need to get to a gas station because i i don't know if i'm gonna 
You're on the highway, and it's like, oh, man, I'm, I mean, ding, 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 right? The bell goes off, the light turns on. You're going, how many more miles do I have? Now, if you're my wife, you have 340. Just keep going. It's not a big deal. You'll never run out. You just keep driving. This car is just a miracle on wheels, and if it goes, you will, you will never run out of gas. That's why I always, when we're dry, I'll sleep with one eye open, because if you hear ding, 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 man, it's, you got to go get gas. That's what it's telling you. So if you're like me, you're like, that's the one time that you don't see an exit for 87 miles. And you really start praying. Your faith grows. You know, all of a sudden you become a godly man or woman. You say, oh, I love God. He's gracious. And he owns everything. And he's merciful. And he fills my tank. And I'm not relying on man. I'm relying on God and the anointing of God in my gas tank. I mean, you know, you start saying all kinds of stuff. But see, you're away from a source. And that bothers, that, that, like, that will start to make you a little nervous. Because as soon as you see that one coming, you don't care if it's the Bates Motel. I mean, if you need, I mean, you'll go. You know, I mean, you're going to go to that place, and you're going to put gas in your car. And I, <laughs> I know, you might knife me in the back of the head, but I'm going to have gas in my car when I go down. It's whatever it is. The, the farther away you get from the source, the, 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 the more upset we get. If you can't get your phone charged or plugged in, that, start, that makes people nervous. I mean, downright, like, nervous. I've seen it in the airport. I mean, I've seen them running, you know, people fighting over those outlets. It's just, I've seen people do some crazy stuff, too, because the outlets in a lot of these airports weren't ever put in a place that you can get to. They're behind a wall somewhere on a floor for somebody's vacuum cleaner. So I've seen people laying on the floor, stretch that thing as far as they could, just trying to get a little juice. But, but do we realize and understand that in our own lives, there is a source that we're supposed to be attached to and supposed to be hooked to in such a way that if we come unhooked from that source, we begin to, we begin to fall apart. There's only so long that we can exist, just like our cell phones, just like our cars, just like everything else in our world. There's only so long that we can exist unplugged from that source. Sometimes it's longer than others. If you unplug your lamp from the socket, it's not going to stay on for a while. It's going to go out instantly. If you unplug your cell phone, you've got a little battery in there, and it's going to go for a while, then it'll eventually go out. I don't know what that period of time is, but I do know this. As you unplug and unhook from that source, your life begins to drain. And you have to get to know not just that he is your source, but you have to learn to tap into who he is and to get a relationship with him that is first place in your life that you can't go without for another minute, another moment, another hour of the day, that you have to have him alive and awake on the inside of you. Because if he's not, I watch y'all come in here. You come in here like this most of the time, just everybody just kind of sits around here. And then the music plays, right, and we just kind of act like we're paying attention. And then, oh, that's my favorite song, so I'll sway. You know, we do our thing, you know. And... But, but as, the, as that, see, the, the presence of God begins to come, begins to fall, and the glory begins to fall in the place, and the anointing of God begins to move, all of a sudden, you, you all, what happens? You just start, you start coming back to life. Why? Because you're hooking up to the source. 
A lot of people, the only time they get hooked up is on Sunday morning when they come into church. Now, that's not you because you're here on Wednesday. But we've got a different crowd. Some of you, the only time I see you is on Wednesday. You might work on Sunday or whatever. You can't let this service be the only time that you're hooked up to the source. You would never allow that with your cell phone. Never. Ever. Would you allow that with your cell phone. But you'll allow that with you. But see, if we'll get hooked up and get hooked into the source, that thing in Isaiah 55, the verse that says, uh, 8 through 10, that says, my ways are higher than your ways and my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. That thing starts to be, all of a sudden there's a download process there. That when you start getting hooked up to the source, you, you begin to, there's transmission both ways. Like when you plug your cell phone in, there's current coming this way. When you take your cell phone, and many of you have iPhones, and you've updated to the dreaded iOS 7, and so you know all the problems. I didn't do it. So I still have six, but my wife did. You know, when you plug that thing in, you hit that button, there's a, there's a, there's a transfer that, make, that takes place. They took away her six, uh-huh, as frowny face as she is, and they gave her the seven. And there was a switch that was made. And it's the same thing that when you get, you get in here and you begin to lift your hands before God. You wake up in the morning and you fall down on your knees in your bedroom before God. When you get ready to go to bed tonight and you pour open your word and you begin to read and you begin to pour out to God, just praises to him. Not I need a, right? Because Shanita, you know, she needs she need a car, she needs a man, she needs all those things. It's not that. It's, it's I love you, not I need uh, I can say I need you, but I, I, you know, and God says, come to him with your petitions. But when you're hooked up with the source, that's the, what, you heard me say Shanita before, right? Marie, huh? You don't want to be Shanita, huh? Because some people just come to God, it's always Shanita. She needs a car, she needs a job, she needs a man, she needs some money, she needs, you've never heard that before? It's been a while, right? I didn't. I didn't make that up. I flat out stole that from somebody else. <laughs> but he's everything. And we said on Sunday that the worlds were framed by the words of God, Hebrews 11.3. And the things that we see were made from things that weren't visible. That he is the source of all life. We did not come from monkeys and fish and all that stuff. None of this is an accident. He created each and every one of us, and he's the source for life on this planet. He is our source for everything that we have need of, and that just does not mean for our own use in this earth, but he is our source to re- He told everybody from Abraham to down the line, be, be fruitful and multiply for me, please. Go out there and replicate. Jesus said, go out and make disciples. And we can't do any of those things on our own. We have to be attached to the source. We have to be hooked to him. He is everything we need. And all we need to do is love him. Just turn our life over to him and love him. There are a lot of people who feel like if they can just have the right relationship, their world's going to be all right. I think that's true. The problem is they're looking in the wrong place for that relationship. Whether you're married or not married, a mate is not your answer. Your relationship with Jesus Christ is the answer.
See, I always think, well, if I could just get another one of these. No, I don't. I don't think that. But <laughs> someone else might say, if I could just get... help me out, Todd. If she jumps, grab her, right? That's why you sit there. Uh, <laughs> some people might say, some people might say, if I could just get another one. See, we're in this world of disposable stuff. If I could, I'll just get rid of that. I'll just get me another one. No, stick with the one that God gave you and get your relationship, your relationship right with God. Because you can't fix her anyway. She can't fix you anyway. Good Lord, you probably already tried all of that. That's probably what got you in most of the mess, trying to fix each other. But who can fix you? The source. Who can fix her? The source. Who can fix your relationship? The source. And believe me, that's not some person in your life, although God may bring people into your life. It's about really, truly having a relationship with the source. That, man, he, I am telling you, there aren't too many breaths that go by that I'm not praising him, worshiping him. Not too many thoughts go through the head that you're not thinking about him, heaping praise whatever that might be. Why? Because, man, I need to be hooked up to the source because without the source, man, I I fall flat. I fall down. Too many people use God as a resource. That's Shanita. See, she uses it as a resource. God's just a resource. He's not a resource. He is the source. And so a lot of people in church today are disappointed because their resource didn't come through. And so they, they point fingers at God because, he, no, 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 you saw him as a resource. You didn't see him as the source. Because if you see him as the source, you never end up pointing fingers at him. See, when you see him as the, as the source, you just know that if it's God's will, it is going to come to pass in your life. And if that's today, praise God. And if it's tomorrow, praise God. It doesn't matter. Praise God. I love him. But if you have come with your eyes on the prize, on your eyes on the gift, on your eyes on the need instead of the meter, instead of the gift giver, you're going to be disappointed. You have to remember, ultimately, it's about our relationship with him. More than the people sitting next to you, more than the needs, more than the stuff that you have going on in your life, more than all the gifts and talents that you have. It's about him. When God spoke to Moses at the burning bush, because I think a lot of people say, well, you know, who is God? And Moses did. I mean, this is Moses. He, he's talking to this burning bush, and God begins to speak to him and tell him, I want to send you to Pharaoh to tell Pharaoh to let my people go. And he says, huh, okay. And then when he gets ready to head that direction, he says, but God, who, who, who do I tell these? What's your name? Burning bush man? I mean, what is, what, who, who do I tell them? Who do I tell them's going, who, who's, who's the one? He said, I am. I am who? <laughs> no, I am. You tell them that I am is sending you. Well, what does that mean? That means everything that you have need of from this moment forward, I am. That when you cry out in the night, I answer. 
That when you need my hand to move, it moves. That when you need the river to open, it opens. When you need wisdom, there's wisdom. When you need healing, there's healing. When you need a financial miracle in your life, I'm telling you, I will tell you where to fish to a point where you can go out and throw the nets and you will bring in a catch that's too big for your boat to hold. I am. Now, for us, we want to know, is it like Joe? Is it James? I mean, what's, really, what's the, what's the name? I am. This, the cons, get the concept. Every single thing that you have need of in your life, he is. Now, don't go looking at him as that resource. Look at him as the source. Fall in love with who he is, and then he'll pour out all those things that you have need of. We look at him differently. If you'll just meet my needs, God, I swear I'll never do that again. I swear I'll act right. I swear I'll do better. Uh Uh-uh. God, I love you so much, I don't ever want to do that stuff anymore. And you know what he begins to do? He begins to take that junk out of your life. Just like we shared a couple weeks ago as Jesus spoke to the demoniacs, as he spoke to the blind folks, as he spoke to the people who could. He said, hey, reach out your hand. Woo, hand. He said, hey, grab my hand, stand up and walk. Walk. What did they need? Healing. Who was present? The source. I'm telling you, the things that we can operate in a, in a, different, in a different realm, in a different level in our life if we realize and understand who the source is. But th- th- that's the battle. That's the battle in your life. But it always has been. In 1 Kings 18, Elijah had come and they were at a place where there was no rain and battling back and forth with Ahab. And, and, and Elijah, he finally, you know, I mean, he, how long will you falter between two opinions? Either he is God or he's not. Either my God is God or Baal is God. Let's have it out right here and let's get it over with. I think for most of us, it'd be a whole lot better in our life if we'd just flat out be sinners or be righteous. Now, I don't mean you're not going to make, ever make a mistake, but you know what I mean. Because playing that thing in the middle is dangerous. It's uncomfortable. I'm telling you, you want to see how fast you get stolen from? Start playing the middle. You want to see how fast you'll end up in trouble? Start playing the middle. Start dabbling in the good, but staying in the bad. I'm telling you, that's the lukewarm thing. And it says that God does what? Will spew you out of his mouth. Either you be hot or cold, but don't let you be lukewarm. So Elijah comes and says, hey, let's have it out right here. How long are you going to falter between two opinions? And then once it starts getting ready to rain, he says, hey, hey, he stands up, says, let this all be known, folks, that God is God, that he is the source. Really, Elijah didn't bring rain. God brought rain. But he acted on the words of a man. He acted on Elijah's words. Whatever you have need of today, I'm telling you, he's your source. But don't come to him like an ATM. Go to him like you're going to deposit into his account. Not, 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 it's not about finances. But see, we always want to make a withdrawal with God. Two weeks ago, we talked about replacing worry with worship. Why? Because that's making a deposit in heaven. That's making a deposit in him. That's, that's edifying him. That's lifting up him. That's putting him first place in our lives. 
That's saying, I look towards you over all this stuff that's going on down here. These people in Congress and in the, in the in things, man, things are crazier than heck. I'm telling you, the only way out for us as believers, I'm telling you, is to follow God, love him, know our source. Because they're not a person out here that's going to fix all this mess. People have been asking me about education, and I know a lot about education because I taught for a long time, but I've also, I, I, I've, I've been in it a long time. And, and, and I, I, I've whirled this around in my head a lot. How can we fix education? How can we, how can we change it? How can we fix it? How can, I, I don't, there's a, God has the answer. I don't care who you elect, one person over the other. They're not going to be able to fix it because we've turned that system over to the enemy. And we've given it to him. Now somehow we have to say, okay, God, you're the source. Now we want to plug this thing back into you. Well, that's going to take some folks. That's going to take some time. That's going to take some prayer. That's going to take some faith. That's going to take some finances. That's going to take some people stepping out. That's going to, I mean, you can't break a broken system with human ways and, and, and with human intellect. You can only break that broken system with spiritual ways and spiritual intellect. And that only comes from God. And it says in 2 Corinthians chapter 2, right, that we have the minds of Christ. But that download is done through the source, through him. And VBI is coming up, and we're going we're gonna, to uh, have another session of VBI, Victory Bible Institute. Why? So that we can get to know the source. Right? It's not so that we can necessarily, although we get to learn how to pray when we take VBI and take principles of prayer, it's so that we can get to know the source. I think this next class will be names of God, the character of God. Why? Because it tells us all about the source. You know, when, when Jehovah, you can say, I, I, I know God is Jehovah Jireh. Woo! My provider. I may get shaken, and the world around me may be shaken, but I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that he is Jehovah Jireh. That's who he is. He is my source. He is my provider. And hey, I'm telling you what, things are going to be all right. Well, how do you know that? Because he's my source. And part of his name and part of his character and part of who he is is the provider. Well, my world's a mess. Great. <laughs> He's Jehovah Shalom, and he'll bring peace. Peace. See, how can Jesus say, I take my peace and I give it to you? How does that happen? Because he is peace. That's one of his names. Shalom, peace. Jehovah Nisi, the banner. Not so he can wave it and cool you off. It's so that you can see your flag and you can see your banner and you can lift your eyes and you can say he's on the throne and you can say it's going to be okay because my God and his banner are over me. Nobody's going to capture that flag. See, you get to know his names. You get to know his personality. You get to know who he is. You didn't marry somebody blindly. You got to know who they were. And what happens many times in marriage is you wake up one day and you look at each other and say, I don't know who you are, but he is a God who will never change. 
So you don't have to worry about waking up one morning and looking over at him and saying, I don't know who you are, God. Because he never changes. He always remains the same. Yesterday, today, and forever. Hebrews 13.8. So I would encourage you, if you want to know more about who he is, if you want to fall more in love with the source, if you want to understand him at different levels, if you want to know about his character, it's revealed in his names. And so the character of God will do that November 3rd. In Matthew 6, and we used this scripture a couple weeks ago, and so I'm going to read it out of the Message Bible. And this is really, this is where it ends up as far as our, our source. This says, in the Message Bible, it talks a little differently. It says, if God gives such attention and appearance to the wildflowers, most of which we said a couple weeks ago are never even seen, don't you think that he'll attend to you, that he'll take pride in you, do his best for you? And it goes on, though, and it tells us, what I'm trying to say to you, or what I'm trying to do here, is to get you to relax, to not be so preoccupied with getting, to not see God as a resource. To not be preoccupied with making sure you have the clothes, making sure your relationship is right, making sure you have the finances, making sure you... Those are all things that God will take care of because he's the source. Not to be preoccupied with getting so that you can respond to God's giving. It goes on, though, and it finishes up by saying this, people who don't know God and the way that he works fuss over all these things. But you, you know both God and how he works. So steep your life in God reality, God initiative, and God provisions. Don't worry about missing out. You'll find all of your everyday human concerns will be met. And if you're here and say, ah, I don't know if I know him that way. Hey, all it takes is time. All it takes is time, time in his presence, time in his word, time in worship. It's one of those things where I know my wife, if she could, would spend all of her time with me. Who wouldn't? God wants to spend every moment you'll give him, he wants to spend with you. And sometimes we give him the extra, we give him the leftovers, we give him the time at the very end of the day when we're exhausted. You know, because you've fallen asleep with the Bible smacking you in the face. Kenneth Copeland said he used to read the Bible standing on the bathtub because he would never fall asleep there. I don't say go stand on your roof and read the Bible or anything, because if anybody falls down, I'll get sued. But it's that, you know, I say, It's not about a morning. It's not about a night. It's not about a specific time. It's about an attitude of the heart that says, God, I want to worship you all the time. I want to be plugged into the source all the time. I whistle, not well, but I whistle all the time. I sing these songs like that one where they strum all the time. That's the stuff that just comes out of my mouth when I'm by myself. Why? Because I have trained myself to worship the source. I have trained myself 
to run the right race. I have trained myself to pay attention to who he is. I have trained myself to heap all of the adoration on him. I have trained myself. You're not going to just wake up tomorrow and this is just going to happen. Now, if you get radically saved and your life is changed, you might just act different and do cartwheels all the way home. But there's going to be a moment in time where that wanes. Why? Because you stop hanging around the source. Train yourself. So we talked about the words that we speak. Train yourself to speak the right ones. Well, how do you do that? You've got to know them. Get in the Word. Train yourself. Galatians 6. Hebrews 11.6, right? says that there is a reward for those who diligently seek him. And just out of six, Matthew 6, 30, 33, in the, in the New King James and some of the other ones, it says, diligently seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Why? Because in, in Hebrews 11, 6, it says there's a reward for you if you diligently seek him. It doesn't say go after the reward. It says diligently seek him. It says, diligently fall down on your knees before him. It says, diligently lift up your hands before him. It says, diligently get in the word before him. It says, diligently lay your life down before him. It says, diligently give yourself over to the source. And there will be rewards for you in this life. Galatians 6 says, don't be deceived, right? Whatever a man sows, this he'll also reap. He's the source. And wherever you are in your life, whatever you face in your life, really, honestly, he's the only one that can make the difference. There might be somebody who comes into your life and shares a word of wisdom or a word of knowledge with you that's straight from the throne room and God's getting your attention. But I'm telling you, human beings are incapable of providing you what you need because you need the source, him. See, Jesus in John chapter 2, it was a wedding feast, and they'd run out of wine. Now, how many of you know wine takes time? you got to go stomp on all the grapes and smash them up and let them ferment and all those kind of things. I don't even know how to do it, but it, um, it takes a long time. Right? And the longer it goes, sometimes the better it is. I, you know, all that stuff. But I'm telling you, Jesus, the source, says, fill those things up with water and let me just look at them here as you take them to the master. And the master drinks out of that thing and says, this is the best wine that we've had all night. Because it came from the source. See, in John chapter 4, Jesus tells a woman who comes and asks him if he's thirsty, he says, if you knew who I was, you'd ask me for a drink, not ask me if I, if I need one. Because if you'll drink from this well, it's a water that will sustain you in a way that you'd never have to drink again. It's living water from the living well, directly from the source. There are people who have spent years in history trying to find the fountain of youth. Ponce de Leon. Is that right, Bill? Trying to find the fountain of youth. Now listen, I, these, these seem like crazy. Man, people went after it. They spent fortunes to find it. They gave, they gave their life to find something that is found in the source because his word says that he will renew my strength. 
that he will be the one who in my life, as I grow older in my body, makes me younger and stronger in my spirit. He's the one. The fountain of youth is found in him. People say, when they come, they haven't been around here for a long time. They're like, none of you people seem to get older around here. Why would we? This is a church full of vibrant people who are chasing after the will of God and laying themselves down before Him and pulling on His garment in praise and heaping adoration on Him and allowing the source to change who we are from the inside out. It's a marvel. I'm telling you, it's a marvel. But it only comes from knowing who the source is and getting to know the source. We hope this message encouraged you. Victor Christian Center is passionate about sharing the love, acceptance, and forgiveness of Jesus. Learn more about us at victorylafayette.org. If you don't know Jesus, or maybe you've gotten distracted and stopped following Him, I'd like to pray for you right now. The most important decision you'll ever make involves accepting the love of Jesus and His gift of new life. I'd invite you to make this prayer your own and take this opportunity to begin to follow Jesus. God, I ask you to reveal yourself to me. I want to know you. I ask you to forgive the sin in my life that has kept me from enjoying a relationship with you. Give me a fresh start by changing my life and helping me to follow you from this point forward. I accept your love through Jesus, and I commit to trust your plan for my life. It's in Jesus' name that I pray. Amen. If you've prayed this prayer for the first time, please get in touch with us and let us know. To learn more about Victory or to contact us, visit us online at victorylafayette.org.